At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC. Hornets defeating the Oklahoma City Thunder 121-113 to to tip off a four-game homestand. Big one for Buzz City as they are down in the standings, but finally up in terms of health. We're going to talk about this win, select our stars of the game, and talk about the emergency star on the scene for the Hornets, particularly after registering his first career double-double. That would be rookie center Mark Williams, who had a career performance against the Thunder. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with us once again. And Rob, for a change, we are doing this one without being on opposite sides of the country. Pretty nice. It's weird. I forgot what you looked like for a little bit. I had to double-check the credential when you walked into the studio earlier. You know, it's good that you double-checked these things. You don't want just anyone walking into the Hornets Radio Network studios. No, it's good to see. It's good to be back here on the East Coast and back in the Queen City and certainly good to be back in the wind column when we are in Spectrum Center. Uh, Hornets hadn't been there in a while, certainly hadn't been healthy the majority of the season. The storyline going into the game was it was going to be the first time all season that the preseason projected starting five, Mason Pumley, P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball would all start in a home game. Only took 16 tries, but finally the Hornets had everyone available, and perhaps it shouldn't be that surprising that they came away with one of their best offensive performances of the season and a 121-113 to win. It's amazing what this team looks like when they're whole. I mean, completely night and day, obviously, but when you take a look at what happened in last night's game and the reason why they won last night's game was simply just because I think of the selflessness on offense and the ability to pass the ball. Season-high 33 assists looked really darn good out there doing it. Of course, LaMelo Ball is kind of that catalyst, and we'll talk about LaMelo here a little bit later as our top performers, I'm sure, because he had another great game. But, you know, the defense looked good. They had up to 10 blocks last night as well, so a lot of rim protection from guys like Mark Williams who have really re-entered the fold here, and of course we'll talk about him later as well. So just one of those total team efforts. I hate to be cliche, but you can pick out pretty much any guy that saw the floor yesterday and said they made an impactful play, they made a contribution by doing X, Y, and Z, and that's what you need to win in this league. Hornets just a solid up and down game across the board. The Hornets shot 54.8% from the floor. Not quite their best mark of the season, but pretty darn close to it. Uh, that's despite going 10 for 32 from three. That means, quick math, they were 36 for 52 
from two-point range. That's very, very good, obviously, for the Hornets to be able to make shots at that kind of clip. Not the best free-throw shooting game. An okay three-point shooting effort going 10 of 32. Certainly not their worst, but not exactly great. Really, this game, though, was won by playing really strong team basketball. You look at Charlotte's assist ratio, 33 assists on 46 made baskets, leading the way, of course, LaMelo Ball with nine assists, one away from a triple-double. But Terry Rozier had seven. Gordon Hayward had six. Every member of the starting five had at least two. Two players off the bench had a pair or more of assists. Their ability to share the basketball was really a difference maker. And you compare it to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who ended up scoring 113 points, but it was a lot of individual efforts. Only 15 assists on 42 made baskets on the other side. It shows how connected the Hornets were throughout the game and how difficult the Thunder were having it trying to score the basketball. And it shows they shot 42% from the floor, Hornets 54%. I think the fourth quarter especially, too, is the one that really was the reason why the Hornets won this game, obviously. I mean, of course, they outscored them 36-29 to there in the fourth quarter, but it, the second half in general, I mean, it was really easy for the Hornets, I don't want to say to fold, but, you know, at the end of the first half, you have OKC go on a pretty substantial run towards the end of the second quarter. They hit a buzzer beater three to take a three-point lead going into the locker room. You know, morale is probably a little bit low at that point, especially considering that the Hornets led by double digits there early on in the first half, but then they come out in the second half. The starters played phenomenal. Every starter was a positive by double digits in the plus-minus in the second half. They did a really good job getting the job done because there's been times this year where there's maybe one or two starters that just simply, you know, don't have a great game, and that's going to happen. It's just hard to be consistent for 82 games throughout the season but tonight all five of them did a really great job like I said a positive in the plus minus by double digits they were each around 10 or 12 and they got the job done well to that point not everyone who played last night had individually a great shooting night you saw Terry Rozier reluctant to take threes that almost never happens he went 0 for 5 from distance only scored 10 points yet still had 7 assists to your point still a positive in the plus minus Gordon Hayward had an okay shooting day ends up with 10 points on 4 for 10 shooting did go 0 for 3 from 3 he had 6 big rebounds though six assists and again he was the biggest positive in the plus minus on the game a plus 15 uh, best mark of anyone in the game Hornets or Thunder for that matter but it shows the depth of the offensive weapons that the Hornets have that Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier two clear members of the the big three for this Hornets team could both have by their standards off shooting nights and the Hornets could still make 54 percent of their shots because P.J. Washington is more open Mason Plumley and the center position as a whole was just more open and And those guys were able to take advantage of it. P.J. Washington coming on late. He had 19 of his 25 points in the second half. And Mason Plumlee, strong throughout, 14 points, 9 rebounds, one board away from a double-double, and he was 6 of 7 from the floor. So really, really good offense here from the Hornets, even though, as you indicated, not everyone's going to shoot well every single night. Not everyone did last night for the Hornets, but still, as a whole, the offense operating at high enough of a level to get this win. Charlotte improves now to 10 and 26 on the season. Yes, they're still buried in the standings. They're still in 14th place in the Eastern Conference, but they've now won three of their last six games and are starting to climb a little closer. They're within six games right now of a top 10 position. They're within nine games of a top six position, and there's still more than 45 games remaining on the season. So there is plenty of time to make up that gap if they can continue to win regularly. 
More on future games on future podcasts. Coming up next, though, we're going to pick our stars of the game after the Hornets' 121-113 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's next. You're on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, yeah, definitely felt good, you know, just coming home, being home, getting a nice sleep, and then, you know, waking up and winning. It's- it's just a blessing. It certainly is. LaMelo Ball leading the way for Buzz City. He had 27 points to lead all Hornets, 10 rebounds to lead the starting lineup, at least, for Charlotte, and nine assists that led all passers in last night's 121-113 to win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Rob, it's time to select our stars of the night. You get to choose first. This is weird because I'm usually been second to pick here as of late with us being on the West Coast, but I mean, I'll take the low-hanging fruit. I'll take the leading scorer last night in LaMelo Ball. Hornets can't just manage the clock. They've got to make a serious effort to score. They give to LaMelo. Open look at a three. Yes, sir! LaMelo Ball! A dagger! It pretty much was a dagger at that point that put the game uh, almost out of reach by seven points late there in the fourth quarter with about a minute to go. But LaMelo, since he's returned from that ankle injury, the second ankle injury, whatever you want to call it, he's just been magnificent. I don't really know how else you'd put it. I mean, the guy has just been a catalyst for this offense. He's been doing a little bit of everything since he's returned from injury. 25 points per game on average, almost eight assists per game, 6.6 rebounds, a little bit over a steal as well. I mean, those are clearly all-star numbers if he's able to be healthy for this entire year year but of course unfortunately that just simply has not been the case but ever since he's returned he's made this offense look better he's made this defense look better team is just better and that's going to happen when you have a guy that's a proverbial all-star that was an all-star last year you pluck him out of the lineup you take anybody you take Jason Tatum off the Celtics you take Donovan Mitchell off the Cavs you take any all-star off of any team and they're not going to be as good I mean I'm stating the obvious here but that's the fact of the matter so when you get a guy like LaMelo Ball back he just makes everybody else better around him and we've been seeing it the last couple of games no question about it his playmaking ability is second to none in the league in my opinion he's just so special and creative with his passes he ends up one assist shy of a triple double last night which would have been historic it would have been the eighth of his career and reset the franchise mark Uh, as it stands he goes for a double double fifth of the season for him and since he has returned to the lineup this is now nine games back if you go back to before the injury he's had 10 in a row of 20 points or more but specifically since he's returned nine straight with 20 points or more and eight of those nine He's made at least four threes. His personal offense is really taking this team to another level in addition to all the pressure he puts on defenses when he's distributing the basketball in a way that only LaMelo Ball can. After the game, head coach Steve Clifford talked about the impact of LaMelo Ball in this recent run. It's funny because you get this all the time with younger players. The biggest positive for me is more like who he is. His whole attitude about um, he's very coachable, um, I believe he truly wants to be an elite player. I think that he'll work towards it. He doesn't have answers. Like when you tell him something, um, he's very willing to listen. And all younger players aren't like that now. 
you know, that's one of the game parts of the game that's gotten more and more difficult, you know, um, especially a guy like him who has, you know, came to this league as, you know, whatever, uh, you know, a very accomplished player. He has very little ego about being coached, and I think that's a, that's a trait that will bode well for him as he goes forward. Head coach Steve Clifford talking about LaMelo Ball, some of what makes him the person that he is. Uh, he, he is such a larger-than-life persona to begin with, uh, but he is also a very coachable person, as Coach talked about there, and someone who just wants to get better. And uh, he's progressing each and every season here in the Queen City. And uh, this latest run here, one of his best of the season, goes for 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists in the victory. So good choice there for your star of the game. I will go with the second leading scorer, and the guy who really turned it on in the second half, 19 of his 25 points coming after intermission, that would be P.J. Washington. Lamello pick and roll with Plumley feeds Plumley Plumley rolling inside, lobbed to the corner, Rogier. one more, Washington straightaway, three, yes sir, rip the net cord, P.J. Washington, drilling another Lowe's, three-point shot, timeout, Thunder. Had to turn it up to 11 on that one. Uh, P.J. Washington, really, really strong game. He's been playing well as of late. Three of his last four games now, he's gone for north of 20 points. He's someone who has really, I believe, boosted his game based off getting back Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. might be a little counterintuitive. You might think, oh, you got two elite guys getting back on the floor. LaMelo Ball in there as well over the course of you know the last month and a half or so and think, well, that's taking shots away from P.J. Washington. And in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it probably is. But the quality of the shots have gone way, way up because now P.J. is not having to create everything for himself. He's having it created for him. He gets to the spots he wants to be at in the places he wants to shoot from, and they're hitting him in his hands and letting him go to work. So P.J. Washington, really, really strong performance for the Hornets. Yeah, and I think I go back to that Golden State game where it was a couple of times where Melo found him on a wing and they were just catch-and-shoot threes. He felt in rhythm. He looked good out there. But when you take it one step further, you talked about the 19 points that he had in the second half alone. Here's the entire stat line from the second half. Seven of eight from the field, three for four beyond the arc, two for three from the free throw line. He also had five rebounds, two assists, and he ended up with a block shot as well. He was a plus 12 and a plus minus in the second half. I mean, like I said, I know all the starters turned it up in the second half, but he really cranked it up there, especially in the fourth quarter. Looked like he rolled his ankle a little bit, looked a little gimpy, and he stayed in there. He toughed it out, and he didn't miss a beat. Win could not have come at a better time here for the Hornets. It's only their 10th of the season. It's only their fifth inside Spectrum Center. Keep in mind, again, first time all year that the preseason projected starting five actually started a game at Spectrum Center, so that's important to keep in mind here. But furthermore, even though the Hornets have an avenue to make the play-in tournament or the playoffs, and or the playoffs, I should say, it, it gets darker if they don't start putting together wins. The 2-4 and four road trip to the West Coast, I thought that was a positive considering the caliber of competition and the sequencing of the games, when and where the back-to-backs fell. That was a good result. Two and four wasn't bad for Charlotte. Now you're in a four-game homestand, and none of the games are really that easy. Last night's against the Thunder, you probably argue, was 
should have been the easiest. The, but the Thunder are playing over their head, according to some people. They are. Shea Gilgis Alexander's having a wonderful season. Uh, they are 15 and 20 now, even after the loss, so a better record than the Hornets. That was probably the easiest game on it because coming up next, the Brooklyn Nets, who I think have lost once in the month of December. Then we roll into the new year. LeBron James and the Lakers come to town, followed by John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. So two of the top MVP candidates in the NBA are coming into the building next. But uh, my point is, the Hornets, it can't just be silver linings all the time. It can't just be, well, at least they're playing better. You have to start logging some wins. And for the Hornets to get what they probably need, a winning homestand, or what it at least would be tolerable, a 500 homestand, the math just isn't very good or wasn't going to be if the Hornets didn't win last night. P.J. Washington talked after the game about the importance of that particular W. Oh, I was huge. First game back off a long road trip. Everybody's excited to be back home. It's great to get a win, and we're ready to be back and uh, back in this building and try to get another one. P.J. Washington on the Hornets radio network after his 25-point performance, matching the number on his back. So the Hornets get to 10-26. and 26. They do get to remain home for a while, and they're going to remain with a new member of the rotation. It was something confirmed pregame and is worth talking about, particularly because somehow we missed talking about him to this point, but I think for a lot of other people, it's the main headline from the game, not the near triple-double for LaMelo Ball, not P.J. Washington's second-half spectacular shooting performance, not Mason Plumlee's near double-double. No, it would have been Mark Williams' first career double-double with career highs across the board. The news before the game, he's going to remain the backup center. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Maladon to the baseline. Throws over the top. Mark Williams receives with one hand. Up with the lay-in finish and the foul. Mark Williams. Two games into really being into the rotation, and he has taken over that backup center job. That was confirmed before the game by head coach Steve Clifford. Mark Williams is now the backup center in Buzz City. It's nothing against anyone else vying for that job. It's just Mark Williams has been that good. Uh, He was going into last night's game and he had a career performance coming out of it. 17 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 7 field goals, 3 made free throws, all of those were career highs. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornet Sidecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Mark is the first-round pick of the Hornets. There has been a lot of chatter throughout the first couple months of the season where Mark had not really played any quality minutes, had not played any at home to this stage of the season. We saw Jalen Duran come in with the Pistons, a player the Hornets picked, then traded away. Duran posted some monster, monster numbers for a team that's not very good, but he's posting those numbers. He's getting that experience. And the chatter was, did the Hornets just miss the absence, the lack of anything to go off of provided a vacuum for a lot of talking heads to talk about what they presupposed about Mark Williams? 
Well, Mark answered all those questions and then some with his game last night. As I mentioned before, I'll give you the stat line again. All these are career highs. 17 points, 13 rebounds, first career double-double, two assists, seven for seven from the floor, three made free throws. He was huge, and he is now, according to head coach Steve Clifford, at least for the moment, taking over the backup center job over a player in Nick Richards who is working his way back from an ankle injury but has had a really strong season so far with several double-doubles on the board. I mean, Nick Richards, eight double-doubles in the first couple months of the season, but Mark Williams is playing so well, according to head coach Steve Clifford, it's his job right now. It's crazy when you take a look at it. I mean, we all kind of scratched our heads a little bit in training camp when Steve Clifford said Nick Richards was the backup center, and then he got out there and showed what he was capable of. We knew what Mark Williams was capable of based off of what we saw at Duke, and of course he is a lottery pick after all, but just kind of no room at the end is what I think I said on the podcast the other day about how Mason Plumley's been playing well. He's obviously your starter. Then you got Nick Richards that was playing well, and it's kind of akin to what happened with LaMelo Ball. I mean, LaMelo Ball started his rookie campaign off the bench, and then Devontae Graham got hurt, and then the rest was history. So, I mean, when you take a look at it throughout history of these players that had to sit behind the starters, and then a starter goes down because of an injury or just something happens, and then they come in and they never relinquish the job. And again, that's not saying that Nick Richards isn't going to play any more minutes by any means of the imagination. He's still a very valuable part of this team, but Mark Williams is taking advantage of his opportunities so far, and he's been doing a great job at it. I mean, when you take a look at what he did last night, and this is from Sam Perley, you know how big of a stat nerd Sam Perley is. He went on StatHead and looked it up, and according to his research, Mark Williams is the first rookie in NBA history to have 15 or more points, 10 or more rebounds, and at least two assists, two steals, two blocks in a game on 100% shooting. And if you take a look at all that outside of the rookie realm, then he's the fifth player to do it in history of the NBA overall, joining Robert Williams, Draymond Green, Lamar Odom, and Bobby Jones. Those are some pretty elite names there, as it is. They certainly are. A couple of thoughts here on the way that Mark has gotten the job. It makes me think, and I don't know that this is specifically the case for this particular situation, but something you hear from head coach Steve Clifford a lot is that you can't lie to NBA players. They know the reality of certain situations, and I don't think there was any way to not give Nick Richards the chance out of the gates based off the offseason he had, what he showed at Summer League, what he showed in training camp. I mean, the proof was there. If you don't play that guy, you you lose something from the locker room, perhaps. Again, I don't know if this directly applies to this situation, but Nick Richards had clearly earned his spot. Eight double-doubles over the course of the first 35 games of the season. But now, again, you can't lie to the locker room. You can't say that Mark Williams hasn't earned the opportunity to go out there and continue doing what he's been doing the last two games, particularly after he comes off his best game of the season. Now, again, Prior to the game, Steve Clifford talking to the media said that even if Nick Richards was going to be available, Mark Williams was going to be the backup center. Here's what Mark said about what that pregame commitment, if you will, meant for his game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the trust he put in me, you know, that means a lot. And uh, you know, I just wanted to show, you know, that it was the right decision. Um, you know, I wanted to make the most of the opportunity and, you know, just play hard and play to my strengths. The present is Big here for the Hornets. Obviously, now you have three centers who are capable of giving you a double-double on any given night. Mason Plumley, as I said earlier, was one rebound away from picking up his 12th double-double of the season. Nick Richards has had eight of them all coming off the bench. Now Mark Williams has the first of his career also coming off the bench. But the future, for looking years down the road, is that perhaps... 
we're seeing the early signs of the future pick-and-roll partner to LaMelo Ball. Uh, LaMelo had a great game, just missed a triple-double by one assist. Here's what he had to say after the game about Mark Williams and the journey he's had going to Greensboro and working his way back to the NBA and into this rotation. Yeah, now he stayed down, you know, went through the process, so now he got his, he got his chance and making the most of it. Rob, if anyone knows about working through the process, it's LaMelo Ball. He, of course, as you talked about earlier, had to earn the starting job, not just with his play on the floor, but wait for an opportunity and then show what he could do with it. Similar sequence now here, potentially for Mark Williams, and hopefully similar stardom in the near future. And, you know, this is still, it's great to have options, first off. It's great to have the option of Nick Richards or Mark Williams, and this isn't really a pick one or the other. This isn't a referendum on one or the other by any means of the imagination. We will see both of them moving forward, so it's great to see that even though they are still so young, that they're able to perform at such a high level. Because again, when you hear Mitch Kupchak talk about the center position and bigs and young bigs specifically, is it takes them a little bit of time to get used to the NBA game. But again, Mark Williams, a little bit of an older rookie, if you will, considering that he stayed a couple of extra years at Duke and was able to go through that process and develop in that area. And then you got another guy like Nick Richards, who at a different angle is a little bit more newer to the game playing organized basketball growing up in Jamaica finally getting a shot playing at Kentucky a couple of years and then finally just getting some more seasoning under his belt and again different ways that they developed but similar paths in a sense you have Mark Williams who really has become one unto his own at Greensboro this season you have Nick Richards who really developed in summer league this year as well so it's interesting how they've both have these non-linear paths to where they have gotten, but they're still kind of at the same plateau right now, and hopefully they're able to just go higher and higher in that regard, but definitely good to have options, and we're not going to see one or the other in a main role moving forward. Obviously, they're both going to be backups at this point in time, but at the end of the day, they will play very, very large roles moving forward with this Hornets team. Mark Williams, big, big performance. I mentioned his Greensboro performance. He averaged there in 11 games, 22 points, 12 rebounds, shooting 64% from the floor. His counting stats averages are a little bit lower. Obviously, they've increased now with that double-double, but his shooting percentage is actually higher in the NBA than it was at Greensboro. He is really starting to take off here, and hopefully it will help the Hornets continue to take off as well. Great start to the homestand. Charlotte wins it over Oklahoma City 121-113. Their record improves now to 10-26. and Next up for the squad, the Brooklyn Nets on New Year's Eve. That will be the topic for tomorrow's podcast. Phil Orban of WSOC, their sports director, will join us for that edition of the HHC. Rob Longo, thanks for sitting down with me. Again, great to be not just on the same coast, but in the same room with you for our podcast recording. Not going to lie, it feels a little weird. Well, (laughs) you're stuck with me for uh, the remainder of this year and into 2023. Well, I didn't expect anything to change. That wasn't really my New Year's resolution. All right. I'm sure we'll have those on a later podcast. Something to look forward to on New Year's Day. For Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. Thanks for tuning in to a Hornets win, hopefully on the Hornets Radio Network. And thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.